ladies and gentlemen, welcome to World Wrestling Radio, right here on Twitch, and on ringscoops.com. Twitch! 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 Twitch, baby, Twitch! World Wrestling Radio live, right here. Twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy, ringscoops.com, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're live. We're in living color. We got a pay-per-view on Saturday, which is tomorrow. We're doing this Friday night instead of Thursday night. AEW, full gear, taking place live on pay-per-view tomorrow night. Should be interesting, man. It should be interesting. I have to say, though, like, I enjoyed... For the most part, I enjoyed the first week of AEW. I thought the second week was was way better. But every week since the second week, there's been a little bit going on every week that just hasn't really been grabbing me that much. I don't know what it is. It's it's hard to explain. It's just there's just nothing that they're doing that's just captivating me. There's really nothing going on in wrestling right now that's absolutely captivating me. Every show that I watch, it has something here or there that I'm like, hey, that's cool, man. I'm very entertained by that. But nothing that's grabbing me by the boo-boo. Nothing that's making me text a, a friend, calling a friend, emailing a friend. I am in a friend on AIM. There's nothing that's making me do that and say, hey, you got to watch this, man. But with that said, I don't think it's anything with the products, to be honest. I think it has something more to do with how I'm how I am in life at the moment. You know, um, you know, I just there's things that I, I really enjoy that I know Inside my mind, there's things that I know for a fact that I, I enjoy, that I love to do. And when I go to do them, it feels like a chore. And sometimes watching wrestling, especially in 2019, it feels like a chore sometimes. Um, sometimes I just want to take a break from everything. I just want to be a hermit sometimes. And just for like a month or two, or maybe even a year, just completely get off the grid. You know what I mean? But that's a hard thing to do. And we're here to talk about professional wrestling tonight. World Wrestling Radio Live, usually on a Thursday. It's usually at 8 p.m. Pacific time. But we're doing this on a Friday. We're doing it a half hour before uh, 8 o'clock because I kind of feel I'm feel motivated right now. Uh, we, have a, we have a new layout, as you can see here. Uh, bigger screen for the webcam, uh, the chat over there. We got the the logo right here. Hand-eye coordination is, is all messed up. We got the logo right over there. And the instructions, if you would like to call in, type in call in the chat with the exclamation point. Exclamation point. Um, I'll put that in the chat right now. That way it will actually be displayed on the screen. Okay. Want to call in the World Wrestling Radio Live? Click on that link in the chat, the Discord link. Join the Discord. Uh, hop into the caller waiting room on Discord. Be patient. 
and I will bring your call in live on the air. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this stream is going to be a little bit different than usual. Um, I don't have a format. I really don't. I watched Raw this week. I liked it. I did not watch MLW this week. I did not watch the NWA this week. I did not watch AEW this week. I did not watch NXT this week. I have not yet watched SmackDown tonight. So I'm coming in extremely unprepared. But if there's anybody out there that's watching this, if you have a specific topic that you would like to talk about, I'm game. This episode of World Wrestling Radio is most likely not going to be appearing on uh, on TuneIn Radio or Google Play or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, I'm not really into archiving this week's on those platforms. This is all just a Twitch exclusive, just to see how things go. I might even toy with the idea of maybe even doing uh, one of these live on YouTube sometime. I have a, I have a, a much sizable audience over on YouTube. Uh, the past year and a half, I've been trying to get everything switched over here to Twitch. And I enjoy Twitch. I love the Twitch community. I really do. I prefer Twitch over YouTube. It's a lot harder to build an audience on Twitch than it is on YouTube. But I'm not giving up. I love you guys on Twitch. Um, case in point of how much I love Twitch over YouTube, I have a Twitch hat. I never bought YouTube merchandise, but I have a Twitch hat now. Uh, and you know me and I, my hats and the Dodgers. 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 And, of course, Cal State San Bernardino alumni. Can't see it down below. So yeah, man, AEW's got a pay-per-view this weekend, which is tomorrow, actually. They've got eight matches lined up, and one of them looks like it's going to be on the pre-show match, and it's a women's match. And I've seen quite a few people on Twitter um, be very vocal about the uh, the idea that uh, AEW has not been displaying women's wrestling as it has been perceived um, prior to their debut. It was perceived that the women's wrestling would be um, prominently featured on AEW programming. And it hasn't, in their opinions. The people that I see on Twitter. Um... I kind of agree with them. Um, there has been a an enormous, enormous focus on tag team wrestling, and that's not a bad thing, man. That's 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 a great thing. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. It's good to see a promotion out there take a tag team division as serious as AEW is. AEW, I think, is even taking their their tag division. I think they're treating it better than the singles division of both male and female. The tag team division is, is on fire. They got a lot of great tag teams. They definitely put on a lot of tag team matches. 
But the women, unfortunately, are their, their division is, is suffering a little bit. It, 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 I mean, it's gotten better the past what week or two, right? Um, from what I saw, there was more women's uh, wrestling and AEW featured uh, over the last two three weeks than there has been in the first two to three weeks. But that's cool. Well, we got two women's matches that will take place at Full Gear. One will be on the main show, and one will be on the pre-show. And then we've got ourselves uh, one tag team match. No, two tag team matches on the card. So as far as their their pay-per-view looks pretty balanced, actually, uh, compared to their weekly product. Let's see, you got one, two, three, four, five official singles matches. The sixth one uh, is is a lights-out match, singles match, so still. Um, you got, uh, out of those six, two of them are women's matches. You got two tag team matches. One's a triple threat tag team match. But we'll get into the card here. We'll get into the card. Joey Janela versus Sean Spears with Tolly Blanchard. In his corner. Yeah, man. Um, not really into Joey Janela that much. Sean Spears, uh, he's got a lot of potential. Uh, AEW, I think, is using him a little bit better than what the WWE did. But he's still kind of lost in the shuffle. I believe what his record is, what, one and two? So if he were to win this match, then he'd be batting at uh, 500. So he'd be average at best. That's far from a perfect 10, in my opinion. But um, I think there's... I think you have a better up uh, upside to Sean Spears. Especially, yeah, I mean, you got Tolly Blanchard in his corner. You're putting time and money into having Tolly Blanchard in this guy's corner. Um, no disrespect to Joey Janela or anything, but... Sean Spears should definitely be getting this victory, in my opinion. Because otherwise, what the hell are they doing with Sean Spears? And what does that make Tully Blanchard look like that this guy can't get his, you know, he can't get Sean Spears on, on, on the right track with things, right? Unless it's building towards something, or maybe like Arn Anderson or... Or any of the other former horsemen get involved, and they do something related to that. But I, I don't think we, sh- I don't think they should be doing anything like that. If they don't have Rick, don't do anything with with the horsemen. You know, have Tully Blanchard do his own thing on the side right there with Sean Spears. Try to build him up, get Sean Spears to get a victory, and he needs it way more than Joey Janela. We've got a three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky are the champions. They'll be taking on Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, and Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Um... I respect what Lucha Brothers do in the ring. Um, those guys put their bodies on the line. They're not my cup of tea when it comes to wrestling. 
But that doesn't mean that I don't respect them because I do. I respect them a great deal. And just because something's not my cup of tea doesn't mean that I hate on it either. I have to put that out there. Um, But they are a good tag team. I will give them credit on that. I can see past my personal likes. Private Party was a team that when I first saw them, I thought, who are these jabronis? But they have proven themselves to be a formidable tag team. And then, of course, you got SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Both alumni from the School of Hard Knocks with Jesse Hernandez, which is the wrestling school that I came out of. I didn't wrestle, but I was there under the tutelage of Jesse Hernandez, who would give me tips and tricks on how to evolve my own career as a commentator. It's one thing to have somewhat of of skill and practice and a little bit of a career with something uh, before you you know meet up with somebody like Jesse Hernandez. And then it's another thing when you meet him and he helps craft what you've built. Because I did commentary for wrestling for many years before I met Jesse. But when I started hanging out at the School of Hard Knocks and I would have conversations with Jesse and and I would ask Jesse questions and I would just learn from this icon in professional wrestling. And I know somebody out there is going to be like, icon? What? See, icon to me is somebody that has an impact on something, right? And Jesse has a huge impact on the wrestling business. Does he have an impact on the wrestling business from his matches or the way he was booked or how he was perceived by fans or anything like that? Probably not. But the track record of people that Jesse has trained, the track record of people that Jesse has influenced over the years, over the course of 30 to 35 years, it's it's astonishing to know how many lives Jesse Hernandez has touched. The track record of people that have made it through the School of Hard Knocks. Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky are two guys that came from the School of Hard Knocks. That came from the Empire Wrestling Federation. Much respect to those guys. As a matter of fact, back in 2016, one of the last matches that I called during my uh, my full run doing commentary with the Empire Wrestling Federation. It was Frankie Kazarian versus Scorpio Sky back in May 2016 at the 20th anniversary extravaganza. And I still say to this day that that was my best work as a play-by-play commentator was that match. And you can find that match on YouTube. Just search you know, Frankie Kazarian versus Scorpio Sky EWF 2016. You'll find it. Now going back to predictions. After kind of skewing away from that. Uh, SoCal and Censor versus Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. Great tag teams. I think these these three tag teams are, are in the obviously the upper echelon of the division for AEW. But I got to go with my boys Frankie and Scorpio. They just won the belts. You got to give them 
you gotta gotta give them some 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 room to run with those belts. I really do. I don't see them dropping the titles for a while, to be honest. Uh, a couple months run, maybe even a year. Uh, make allow them to to bring a lot of credibility and prestige to the tag team titles. So I'm going with Frankie and Sky. Up next, we got a singles match for the AEW Women's Championship. I just realized I probably should have started predictions with the match that's indicated here that it will be on the pre-show, but uh, who who cares? All right, singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. The champion, Rio, will defend against, uh, if I pronounce this name wrong, I apologize, Emi Sakura. Emi Sakura, Emi Sakura. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't watch. I skimmed through AEW last week, and I, I haven't watched this week's yet. I think um, I think all the champions, all the champions have to retain their titles right now. I think uh, it just makes sense that way because you you kind of want to build these people up, and Rio's been. Um, presented on television quite a bit and Sakura is going to come out of nowhere with this with this title match I would not give the belt to her have Rio establish that she is the champion establish that she is the underdog establish the fact that she can go into these matches that people think that she's going to lose and she somehow gets the win and that makes her a lovable character In my opinion, it does. So I'm going to go with Rio on that. Uh, the next match, a women's match, can be at the pre-show. Um, B. Priestley goes up against Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker. DMD. Or MD. I don't Dr. Britt Baker. Um, man, I really thought that they were going to be putting a lot of stock in Britt Baker. And... It, I don't know. It's like it's like one week they do, the next week they're like, you know what? Forget her. Um, but I got to say that there is some heat between these two women. I think there's more build for this match than there is for the women's championship match. Because this goes this goes back a few weeks between these two. Um, I think Britt Baker might pick up the win. I would like to see uh, B. Priestley win the match and then have her and Britt go on a few more weeks, continue this. I mean, AEW on television is still very new. I don't I don't want to see this as a pay-per-view where like they end things and start fresh again. I mean, because we're only six weeks into AEW television. Let's have, let's have some longevity with things. Um, because they, they do have one weekly show, and they don't have pay-per-views every month. So this is a great opportunity to kind of reset the program on us wrestling fans. Because we've been programmed now by the WWE having so many shows that programs last a month or two. And this is AEW's chance, in my opinion, to reset that. Let us know that it's okay for people to feud longer 
than the span of from one pay-per-view to the next. We can have multiple months. We can have the same match like that on multiple pay-per-views and have a slow build between each pay-per-view until the blow-off means something. Because then, let's say you go three or four months with a program instead of a month or two. That you've, you've doubled the time that those people are working together. You've increased the time that we are not going to see the same stuff over and over and over. Where within a year, all of a sudden, everybody has feuded with everybody and there's nothing new. And then you got to do a shift. So if you have a person feud with another person, let's say somebody feuds with two or three people a year. Then you've got enough on your roster to last a few years before we finally hit the wall with, well, everyone's feuded with each other. What do we do now? And by the time, if you do that and and everything runs its course, by the time you hit the wall, the wall has already moved then because more people will be coming in. Some people are going to turn face. Some people are going to turn heel. Some people will leave AEW. Some people will leave the WWE. They'll cross over. And you got new stars and you don't have an excuse as to, well, we're only a year in and we've already jumped the shark with everything. Um, I I would like to see B Priestley win this match and then Britt Baker go on a, a, a tirade. I don't actually, I probably shouldn't even use the word tirade. I wanted to see her like go on a thing saying, you know what? Look, I oh, let me get another chance at this. I know I could beat her. I have something to prove to myself that I could beat this woman and Britt Baker goes on to try to fight and get that win over B Priestley. Cause that makes a win important as well. And it gives her some integrity because she has something to prove. And it's a very simple thing. You're not doing anything sophisticated. You're not doing anything complex. It's a very simple thing. The heel antagonizes the face so much they somehow get a win at the big pay-per-view. And the face says, I, you know what? I have something to prove because I know I could beat this person. And they have another go at it. And maybe at that pay-per-view, they could do something where either the heel gets the win. They have the first win be something clean. The second win, the face is about to get it, but the, the heel just just does a trick, a dirty trick to pick up the victory and it pisses the the face off and the face challenges again. And the heel says, no, I don't think so. I've already beat you twice. And then that forces the face to have to go to management. And then management says, you got one last try and to make sure nothing happens. We're going to throw a stipulation into this because now you have your third match and it's not even a rubber match because the, the heel got two wins and the face wants the win so bad that the face reluctantly says, I'll do anything for one last opportunity to prove that I can beat this person. It's not complex, man. It's it's simple shit. And this is AEW's chance to let us know that. I mean, I know that. I know that's how you can do it. If I saw it, I would have no problem with it. But there's a lot of fans out there 
that would have a problem with it because they, they haven't seen it before or they, they wouldn't think that far. But I'm going to go with B. Priestley. I would like to see her get the victory. Uh, next match listed here, we got Adam Page versus Pac. Pac. Pac, 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 Pac. I have to play something for you guys before I continue on. I just I I've got I've got to play this for you guys. There we go. You know what time it is, the clock's not wrong, all blown up on ringscoops.com. We bring a unique take on the world of pro wrestling. It's evident, no debate we're better than we ever been. We do it like no other podcast can with the best kit Page versus Pac. One Pac, two Pac, three Pac, four. Four Pac, three Pac, two Pac, one. <laughs> I like Adam Page, man. I, I like his look. I like his gimmick. I like his style in the ring. I like him on the mic. Uh, there's a huge upside to this guy. Hangman Page, man. Hangman Page. I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Pac, not so much. Um, I used to really be into Pac, man. I used to really be into Neville. Pac, whatever you want to call him. Whatever his name is now. I, I know, it's Pac. Uh, but, you know, I used to really be into him, but I'm, I'm not anymore. Um, Paige has to get this, dude. He really does. I mean, Pac, is, Pac has got a lot of victories here in the AEW. This is a, a match that, that was supposed to take place a while back, and and some stuff happened that couldn't take place at what was a double or nothing. They did the match over in the UK. Now they're revisiting this whole thing. There's uh, there's all the jokes that Pac won't lay down for anybody. I don't know if that's true or not. But Page definitely has a better upside to this man. He's got he's got to win this match. If he doesn't, I think they they're going to do a disservice to to both Page. To the company and to the fans. I really do. Uh, I, I think Pac needs to move on to something. Page needs to move on to something. Page needs to get this victory. I think Page needs to be built back up and popped back into the title picture. It kind of sucks with what they did with him after uh, him and Jericho had that match for the, for the championship to crown the first ever champion. You know, they they built him up to be worthy of being in that title match, but then they just dogged him afterwards. Let's let's build him back up to it, man. Let's build him back up to that. To the point where maybe we can lead up to something where everybody that's faced Jericho up to this point could give Paige tips. Cause Jericho could beat everybody, right? 
So everybody goes up to him and says, look, man, you, you came real close at All Out. And you didn't get the job done. We didn't get the job done. But try this in the match. Try that in the match. You know, give him tips. He's having another go at it. Give him the strap. Build him up, man. Build him up. I'm going to go with Paige on that one. I think Paige got it. Paige has got it. We got ourselves another tag team match, player. The Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz are the new tag team in this place. Young Bucks have been there since AEW started. Young Bucks are management in AEW. That's not to say that they have to lose every match or anything like that to to get the fact over that they're not playing favorites. If it makes sense for them to get a win, it makes sense to get for them to get a win, they should get the win. In this situation, I don't think it makes sense for them to get the win. I think Santana and Ortiz need the win here. They're the new team in, in town. They come in. Um, this is one of those situations uh, where the Young Bucks have to pull out something out of their chest that they always play, and that is that that even in, in defeat, that they are like damn near invincible. That's to keep themselves strong. I don't agree that they need to do that in every single match. But in this particular match, this particular situation, that's where I'd pull that card out. Uh, it would mean a lot more in this situation because then like, you got yourselves over because you were damn near unbeatable, but you did get beat. But you looked very strong in getting beat. And then you put over this new tag team that has a huge, huge upside. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are going to be major players in AEW down the road, just like they were for Impact. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, Santana and Ortiz. And that one. We've got the AEW World Championship match. Chris Jericho, the champion, defends against Cody. And the stipulation is if Cody loses, he will never challenge for the AEW Championship again. Which is kind of weird to me. This is the first time that he's challenging for the AEW Championship, is it not? Why would you want to make that a stipulation on your very first ever title match? To me, that doesn't sound confident like I think he wants it to sound like. To me, that sounds like he's stupid, man. He's cocky, too cocky. And he's supposed to be the baby face going into this. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Your first ever title match, and you're like, you know what? If I can't get it done in the first try, I'm never going to get to do it ever again. Stipulation wasn't even that uh, that he would never get a title shot again if it was Jericho with the belt. It's just straight, strictly, if Cody loses, he will never challenge for that championship ever again. So that means the only title he'd be able to run for would be the tag team championship. Unless, of course, he goes through a, a procedure to challenge for the women's championship. And it's not a joke. It's not a jab or anything like that. It's 2019. This stuff happens, obviously. I'm just saying that if he wanted a run at the women's championship, if that's a title that he would want, then Cody would have to go through a procedure to get that done. 
it's possible. It happens. I'm not I'm not trying to be an asshole by saying that. And I have to put that out there as a disclaimer because somebody's going to hear that and they're going to say this this fat fuck over here is fucking jabbing at this shit. I'm not. That's the way the world works now. Cody's got to win this. I mean, not Cody. Uh, Jericho, I think, has to win this match. It's it's the first pay-per-view since they debuted weekly television. I think Jericho is doing a fantastic job as the first AEW champion. I w- when he first won the belt and then, you know, Paige didn't get it, I was a little miffed. I was like, ah, come on, man. You got to give it to the newcomer. Let him run with it. He's, you know, a homegrown guy. But I get it now, six weeks later, right? Since the television debut six weeks later. I get it now. I mean, Jericho is red hot as a champion on television. He's a great character. The guy gets it. He really does, man. Um, there's not a lot of people out there in the wrestling business that are smarter than Jericho. Jericho just gets it. He's got a mind for the business. He's a, he is a great champion right now. He, every week, is becoming a great first AEW champion. So why screw it up? He's not yet to that point where people are going to question, can this guy really do this anymore? He's not there yet. So just keep running with it. Just keep running with it, man. Like I said at the beginning, all of the champions need to retain their titles, in my opinion. But there's probably going to be at least one title change. It'll probably be the world championship. I hope Jericho wins. That's just me. And now we have the non-sanctioned lights out match. The non-sanctioned lights out match. Ooh. Non-sanctioned means that it's not going to count towards their records. And lights out. What the hell? What the fuck does lights out mean? Uh, hardcore wrestling. Okay, so it's just, yeah. Are they really going to turn all the lights out? Just have like a spotlight or have a couple of fans run up and like circle around the guys with like their light, the flashlights on their phone. You know, how funny would that be? If you got like, got a bunch of dudes circling around, trying to, trying to, trying to light up everything. Right. Lights out match. That'd be fun. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. And I'm still wondering, why are these guys fighting? Why do they have beef with each other? If I missed something, please let me know. Why did John Moxley attack Kenny Omega back in May? Why, why, is, why are they so heated? I mean, I get why it's heated now because everything Moxley's done to Omega and Omega's just like, yeah, you're not coming to my house and fucking with me. You know, I mean, who goes to somebody's house and yells at the homeowner, right? Moxley did. But I mean, unless I'm missing something, I just don't get why there's why this even started. But I guess we're not supposed to give a shit, right? It's there, so we're supposed to mark out for it. I haven't been digging Moxley as I thought that I would be with his run in AEW, and I never really, I never really saw much of uh, Kenny Omega's run in New Japan. I've heard a lot of hype about Kenny Omega. Jesus Christ, heard a lot. Of, about this guy. I remember a few years ago and everybody thought he was going to sign with the WWE and he was going to be in the Royal Rumble when they were in San Antonio. I think it was like three years ago. 
And that was that was the first time that I started to hear a lot of hype about Kenny Omega. But I haven't been impressed. With with what he's done in AEW in the last six weeks, every week on television, I have not been impressed with him. I have not been impressed with John Moxley. That's just my personal feelings on that. I'm not saying that they suck. I'm not saying that it's boring or anything like that. It's just that they're not grabbing me. There's there's nothing about these characters. There's nothing about these wrestlers that, that are making me emotionally invested in the product to the point that I, I have to sit there and watch them and I'm excited by it or anything like that. To me, they're just going through the motions, man. I just, there's, I just, I'm not, I'm not digging it. If I had to pick a winner in this, um, God, what do you do? Do you, do you have Moxley just come in straight from the WWE and just terrorize the crap out of Omega all the, all these months and then you, you let him get the win? Or do you have Kenny Omega, the homegrown guy here, go over on John Moxley, who I'm sure they've paid a lot of money to pick up after he left the WWE. And if you do do that, and let's say it does, it, let's say backfires on you, and all of a sudden you've got buyer's remorse about the guy because he's not over as you know that you wanted him to be, or when he left the company back in May. Like it's a it's tricky situation here, and I know it, it's not their fault because this was supposed to happen. Uh, what two months ago, right? At all out, and it couldn't happen because Moxley was injured, and that's unfortunate because this match would have had a lot more heat back then. But such is life. Uh, geez, if I had to, if I had to pick a winner though, if, like if somebody, hey, pick a winner. Uh Kenny Omega. I go with Kenny Omega. Um, because he's also been one of those guys that like over the summer when he had matches, like, you know, he didn't win. Um, as far as like his win loss record, I think he needs it. Um, I think it's time that you kind of pull the trigger on a guy like Kenny Omega. If he has been holding back, then let him run with stuff. It's, it's time. Pull the trigger on this guy. Start building him up to be the guy down the road that will be your champion. So those are my predictions. Those are my thoughts on tomorrow night's AEW full gear on pay-per-view. Maybe I will put this uh this show up on archive for the uh for Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google and TuneIn. Actually hasn't been that bad of a show. Like I said, I didn't have a format. I've got the I got Wikipedia open up to look at the card for AEW full gear pay-per-view. I didn't think that I was going to talk that long about it, but geez, man, what we going what 35 40 minutes? That's not bad. It's not bad at all. All right. There's another thing I want to remember earlier when I played something. There's another thing I wanted to play real quick. For everybody. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yo, I'm here to talk about a top draw. On Greenscoops.com, yeah, I know you want more, want more. 
for sure. So listen, the greatest pro wrestling, entertainment, news and opinion. Yeah, this track hard hitting like wrestling a topic. Headlock, body slam, hip toss, drop kick. Listen up, when it comes to wrestling, yo, we really know our stuff. Camel clutch, super kick, don't forget the headbutt. Yo, stop wrestling with yourself about which podcast to choose. It's all about the top draw. The greatest pro wrestling, entertainment, opinion and news. The top draw on Rinskews.com. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah. All right. I can't think of anything else that I want to talk about with wrestling. I mean, let me try to think. Um, I was watching earlier today. I was like, you know what? I want to watch an old, old pay-per-view. And I started looking at stuff from like the 80s. And I was like, eh, you know what? Maybe the 90s. I started looking at some of the stuff of the 90s. And I'm like, eh, maybe I'll jump a little another decade up, right? So I started watching. I think it was, uh, God, I can't even remember the freaking name of the show. Um God, what was oh uh, Judgment Day two thousand one, where it was uh, Stone Cold versus the Undertaker. I think it was Stone Cold versus Undertaker, and then Triple H versus Kane. Yeah, Lita versus China. Um, William Regal was in the opening match. God, I've I was watched it today and I already forgot who was in it. But um, yeah, you know I. I I don't watch the network as much as I used to, but I still watch enough of it for me to keep my subscription. I think it's it's good. Let me uh, let me update the title of this here. There we go. Update the title. Just to kind of give everybody, since we're not talking about AEW um, in particular, talking about all kinds of things in the world of professional wrestling at the moment. But yeah, WWE Network, I still keep my subscription to it because once in a while I do kind of get like a wild hair up my ass one night and I'll just be like, I got to watch an old pay-per-view and it's a lot easier, you know, you pay $9.99 a month. And then just anytime I want to watch something, I can just watch it as opposed to, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if I got a wild hair up my ass and I was just like, well, I got until about 10 p.m. to get over to the movie store and see what they got and have a, such a limited selection. Then you got to pay like three or four bucks and you got two days to watch it. And then you got to rewind the tape or make sure you don't scratch the DVD, whatever generation you came up in. But now just for ten bucks a month, man. Let's do let's do the math on that, right? So back in the day, like I said, three or four dollars to rent a wrestling show at like Hollywood Video or Blockbuster. And you had two days to watch it, right? Now you got the WWE network, it's ten bucks. You have a huge selection to choose from. You can watch it as much as you want in that 30-day period that you paid your $10, including a live pay-per-view that back in the day was $29.99 or $29.95. Then they moved it up to $34.95 and then $39.44, like $50, $60 for pay-per-views. Still worth it to me 
I mean, people in today, like today's generation, they're going to look at it and they're probably going to be like, it's another streaming service. I'm not going to pay for it. But I'm an older generation. I grew up during the VHS days. Oh, I grew up during during the, the tail end of the Betamax days. So to me, paying 10 bucks a month for, you know, unlimited wrestling, pretty much, under the WWE umbrella, like that's a hell of a deal, in my opinion. I like it. So back in the day when I was a kid, my Uncle George would come along. He was the one that got me interested in professional wrestling. And I would always go to the video stores. Every time they come around, holidays, my Uncle George and Aunt June. And I'd always go to my mom. I'm like, ah, come on, Aunt June, Uncle George are coming over. You know what that means. We got to go to the movie store. We got we to gotta get a WrestleMania tape, ma. Got to get the Royal Rumble. And we go and we go get it. By the time we get back to the house... My Aunt June and Uncle George, they'd arrived. They'd settled in. I'd wait a little while. My mo- I, I, I couldn't wait. My mom would always tell me, they just got in. You got to wait a while. Let them settle in. I'd wait like an hour. I'd go outside play with my friends. My friends would be all pissed off at me. I'd be like, I, I got to go watch wrestling with my Uncle George. No, man, stay out here. Come on. Let's bug the ice cream guy. Let's hide in a bush and yell at ice cream and watch him slow down. No, I don't want to do that. I want to watch wrestling. Right? I'd run in my room. I'd get, I'd get my little wrestling ring. I'd get all the action figures. I'd grab the tape. I'd run over. Because on the, on the property that we lived on, where it was two houses. My grandma had the front house, and we lived in the back house. That was that size of property. We had two freaking houses on there. We had, like, a big-ass freaking pine tree in the front. In the back, we had uh, an apricot tree. Man, it was just like it was a huge lot of land. And so I would grab all that stuff and I'd run over to the front house. Uncle George, Uncle George, I got 1990 Royal Rumble. We got 1990 Royal Rumbles. Watch it. So we go in the we go in the den. We pop the tape in. He'd be sitting on the couch. I'd be sitting on the ground. I'd have the action figures in front of me. My Uncle George would be laughing while I'd be interacting. With what's going on on the TV screen. What's up, DA, man? How you doing? I'd be imitating everything that was going up on the TV screen. I'd have my action figures in front of me. Just, you know. Just good times, man. Good times. I grew up in that generation where you have to to go. Like I said, man. You go to the video store. It would close at like 9 or 10 p.m. So, like, if you had a wild hair up your ass. It's it's 8.18 right now, right? 8.19. Say I want to watch wrestling. 30 years ago, I'd be like, crap, I got anywhere between 40 minutes and an hour and a half or so to go to the movie store and go get a tape. It would cost four bucks for two days. So let's say I got two tapes. That's $8 and I have two days to watch it. Well, for $2 more in 2019, I could watch those events and have a bigger audience, a bigger catalog to choose from. And I had 30 days to watch it. For 10 bucks on the WWE Network. So like I said, man, like me being in the generation that I grew up in, having the WWE Network is just, it's a, it's, it's a privilege. It's not a right. It's a privilege. Not a, it's like spandex. It's like spandex. DA, how you doing tonight, man? You got the DA 204 in the chat. The DA. Let me see if I give homeboy a shout out. Did it work? It didn't work. 
<laughs> there we go. Shout, not S-O. There you go. Huge shout-out to the DA, the DA 204. Check out their channel, and you won't be disappointed. Better than Bob Backlund. It's Ring Scoops approved. DA says, WWE Network is great for wrestling fans. Yes, it is. It is. Um, Impact Plus is, is great for wrestling fans, too. I had a 30-day trial to it back in springtime when it first launched. And they, they have a, a, a big catalog as well. You know, it was fun to go back and watch some of the old Asylum days, you know, the old weekly pay-per-views that they had. Man, oh, man, when NWA, TNA came out, they were so good, in my opinion, at that time that I thought to myself, I said, man, all right, so I'm paying $35 a month for WWE pay-per-views, and they're like two and a half hours, two hours and 40 minutes, not even a full three hours. Paying all that money for that much wrestling, right? But then if I pay $10 a month, or I mean $10 a week, I get a full two-hour show from NWA TNA, so 40 bucks, so $5 more. I get a weekly product. Now, how funny is that, right? I just got finished talking about how awesome it is to pay $10 a month to have that huge catalog. To now talking about when NWA TNA, when Impact Wrestling debuted, how awesome it was for 40 bucks a month to get a weekly show. Boy, have times have changed. And there's going to be a lot of people tomorrow here in the States that are going to pay 50, 60 bucks for the AEW pay-per-view. But the UK, it's like 20 pounds. I don't know the exchange rate by by heart, but I definitely know that 20 UK pounds, right? British pounds, whatever it is, 20 pounds doesn't equate to 50 American dollars. Or is the exchange rate really that bad right now? I don't know. But hey, man, people do what they want with their money. If it's a a product they think that their money is, if it's worth their money, then by God, go and get it, man. Go and get it. I know DA is looking forward to Disney Plus launching very, very soon. Um, DA, uh, are they going to offer like a 30-day free trial for for new people? Which pretty much means essentially like everybody, unless unless like the hardcore Disney fans are going to be like, fuck the free month, man. I'm going to give them my money, right? Like the hardcore fan, like every stream network that comes out, they give 30 days free. Every hardcore fan of that product is probably going to be like, you know, fuck the free shit. I'm going to give them my money because I love the company that much. Like we we probably could have got free month on WWE Network when it launched, right? But we decided we were going to pay. And we were bootleggers at the time. They'll have a free trial, but you don't know the length? Okay. Gift gift card from the WWE. Oh, I got more than a gift card. I got a Chromecast. Which is funny because it took them five years to get Chromecast support for the WWE Network. And they gave those away at the launch. Actually, it wasn't even at the launch. It was 30 days before the launch. 
Some streaming services do a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. I think 30 days is a great grace period, right? Yeah, it was at the press conference. It was like first or second week of January in uh, 2014. It was the same week as CES. I was surprised because it was like literally like the the morning before uh, I left, and I was like sicker than than horse shit, man. I was I was like throwing up, you know. Pretty much, it was coming out of both ends, really hardcore. And I was like, I gotta go, man. I got this invite. I want to go, and I. Uh, Took as much medicine as I could to make sure that it, I had no leakage anywhere. I called Tin Man. I said, you going to go with me, buddy? And Tin Man was like, yeah, I'm going to go with you. So we got lucky for a 24-hour notice. We got round trip. And because PCAs, personal care attendants, get to ride for free with me on Megabus, I remember round trip, we got, um, it was $6. And then I had a special deal with the Orleans that we got uh, one night for fourteen ninety nine plus the resort fee, which was I think was like fifteen bucks, so like thirty bucks, so thirty six dollars. Tin Man and I got a round trip bus ride to Vegas and back, and one night stay for thirty six dollars. And then I think like I think we, we only ate once while we were there because like we we grabbed like some snacks for the bus. So I think I think I don't think we spent more than well I shouldn't say we it was more me but I don't think I spent more than a total of like fifty or sixty dollars for a, a twenty four hour turnaround trip, including a one night stay in Vegas, and got a free Chromecast, which when those first came out were what like forty dollar value, and Tin Man got one too. So I would say that we definitely got our return on investment on that. And uh, I think after we put the video up on YouTube, I think it earned, I think over the years, it probably earned uh, in revenue the rest of, you know, the difference of what the Chromecast was to how much I spent. Yeah, snacks. Snacks, sir. Let me, yeah. <laughs> No, no, not not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. So you're digging the stream, brother. Stream looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, earlier today. I was I was screwing around more in OBS, kind of moving things around a little bit more. Came up with uh, with this particular layout, and I was like, actually, this looks a lot better in my opinion. This looks really good. Uh I also got I also got this other one here. This one here for just random random IRL chats or whatever. Almost almost looks like what I had set up a year ago. Obviously looks clearer. This webcam is way better than the the other one that I had. And now we got the background music playing again because I switched over to this scene. 
And, it, and it's funny because there's going to be people that are probably going to listen to the archive of this and be like, wait a minute, why is the music kicking in? Yeah. Uh, I can mute it. There we go. That, that way, only I can hear it now. Unless, is it, no, the music's still playing. There we go. No. Yeah, all right. Screw it. I don't care. It's fading out. It's fading out. It be fading out. I want to give a shout out real quick um, to uh, this dude on Twitter at Adian Ross Marlar. He is. Um, he tweeted to me earlier today. He tweet, he, uh, he tagged me and he tagged uh, Dino from uh, the New Legacy. Dino's also been uh, seen on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and PWG and all that stuff. Uh, this guy, he tagged me and he tagged in Dino. And uh, Adian uh, Ross Marlar says, uh, Excited to let everyone know that I'm getting to write an article for the school paper about misrepresentation of disabled people in media slash movies and television. Something that's been on my mind for a while, and it's semi-wrestling related, too. I thought that was cool, man. Uh, media representation. Representation of media. It's a very important thing. Very, very crucial issue and, and subject and topic. Um, not just for the disabled community, but for, for every community. For race, religion, sexual orientation, uh, disability, you know, everything you can think of. Uh, media, representation in media is just as important as knowing about media ownership. It just makes sense in the long run. You know, when you start thinking about a lot of that stuff. I'm not going to get too deep into it because it's a wrestling show. But I wanted to give, uh, give Homeboy a shout out. Thank you so much for tagging me and letting me know about that. Really appreciate it. And we've uh, we've got some breaking news here from the Empire Wrestling Federation, the DA's favorite indie promotion. Empire Wrestling Federation on Twitter at EWF Empire just tweeted: After his win, Gatson continued the assault on Honest John by delivering three additional stunners as Andy Brown looked on. The ref decided to reverse the decision. And name Honest John the winner. This is Gatson's response. Oh, it's a video. Let me play this. You can't see it, but you'll hear it. Okay, so his response was another stunner. So he got Honest John got four stunners. DA. As a former referee on the independent circuit and professional wrestling, what are your thoughts on referees reversing a decision after somebody gets a victory in a wrestling match? Does it make sense for that to happen? Should the, should, should the decision stick? Does the referee have the power that after the fact that they can reverse it? Has it been done in any other sport? Has there ever been a touch? Let's say there's been a touchdown in football. 
they kicked the extra point. So they got seven points. Right before they start the kickoff, and um, and all that. Let's say the uh, the officials of the game say, "Wait a minute, hold on. That touchdown don't count after all." Has that ever been done? DA says rules are rules and they should be followed. Yeah, okay, but all right. Here's my question then. Let me let me ask a different question. So you have rules, and the rules are for a wrestling match, and the rules take place. As soon as the referee calls for the bell for the match to start, correct? And the rules are enforced until the bell rings after a decision and the match is over, correct? For those listening in the archive, there's a little bit of delay between the live feed and the chat, so I do apologize for that. DA says uh, they do that all the time in the NFL, right? Don't they reverse downs or yards? Yeah, they do do that. But I'm talking about a point. Not if they get yards or anything like that. Uh, if they get a point. Or even if they got the win. I mean, look what happened with the with the Rams. And, and what was it? The Saints, right? There was, uh, there was a lot of um, controversy with that game a, a few years back. And... Uh, they didn't reverse the win. Saints should have won that, but they didn't reverse it. But the but as far as rules go, the rules are for bell to bell. So Gatson won the match. He continued the assault. The match is not taking place anymore. How can you reverse the decision on that? The match is over. He's not breaking any rules at that point, right? They should have other referees run out there, separate the two, maybe suspend Gatson for unsportsmanship-like conduct. They should fine him for unsportsmanship-like conduct. But as far as the match goes, from bell to bell, he didn't break rules. He earned the victory. That's that's my my take on it. Then again, it's professional wrestling. It's not supposed to make logical sense, right? And in such, I just pretty much dissed the entire industry that I love so much because it just makes no fucking sense. Reminds me of a scene. Let me see if I can pull this up. From I think it was a Woody Allen movie. Let me see if I can pull this up here and play the play the clip. Oh, where is it? I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Yeah, no, you're right. Movies don't make sense, but we still watch them. But movies also aren't going around saying, hey, we're real. Whereas professional wrestling, there's a lot of people go out and say, hey, we are a real sport. I think that's what separates the two. Especially like, especially with how AEW, imagine if AEW did that. 
after all these all these months, last year of them hyping that we are going to present a real sports presentation to our product. Imagine if they did what 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 happened with that. I'm not trying to knock anything. It's just I'm trying to have a conversation, trying to, you know, just trying to engage some kind of a a discussion here. Let me see. Is this is this the clip that I'm looking for from Beyond the Mat? That I know they they aired that clip. Thirty years later, I'm a screenwriter with a wife and two kids. I still watch wrestling. I just don't tell a lot of people about it. Can you blame me? Can you imagine the level of a mind that watches wrestling? Huh? I don't care. Yeah, did all that just for that one little clip right there. I believe that was a clip from a Woody Allen movie. I could be wrong. Oftentimes I am. <laughs> what am I doing? I did this whole freaking stream. God, I'm an idiot. This whole freaking stream without my gimmick. Ah, damn headphones. Get out of the way. There we go. The whole damn stream without my LED glasses. Letting everybody know who I am, even though it says it everywhere on the stream. Ring scoops guy. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Ring Scoops, twitch.tv slash Ring Scoops Guy. In case anybody out there is listening to the archive of this, if you want to tune in live, normally World Wrestling Radio Live is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. However, I was a little preoccupied last night, so that's why we're doing this on a Friday. It was supposed to be at 8 p.m. Pacific tonight, but I jumped on early, jumped on about 7.30 because I was feeling motivated. I actually got a got a long uh I don't want to say discussion because it was just myself, but uh but 40 45 minutes talking about AEW full gear is taking place tomorrow. Anything else going up on Twitter? No, I don't see anything else. Oh yeah. Alrighty. Uh, by the way, if anybody out there is uh, listening to this or watching this and you're wondering about no DQCAW, have no fear. The title match that everyone's been waiting for, Walter White versus Mr. Clean, the commentary was finished today. The match has been officially sent over to one Aaron Rift. It is now in his court to put that match up. I was supposed to have it two weeks ago. But I had some audio issues. I got one portion of the commentary. Oh, no. Let me rephrase that. I had problems re- with my recording of the commentary, and Bobby Spade decided that he wanted to hold off until it got fixed. Some other stuff happened in the last week or so, and I was just like, Bobby, you, you just got to do commentary, bro. And Bobby Spade did his commentary today, and we got the match done. So no DQ, CAW is in the can. And I will say this right here, right now. No DQ, CAW, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not doing it on 2K20. I, I kind of don't even want to do Slam and Jam on 2K20. But um, as 
as of right now, there's there's no plans to continue anything else with no DQCAW even on on 2K19. It was just a, a one off with the uh, with the tournament. For now, um, I mean, maybe down the road somebody else might pick it up, or maybe Aaron might pick it up himself. I don't know. It was just fun the last two months to to be able to, to do the tournament. It was a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Okay. I kind of really don't have anything else for World Wrestling Radio Live, which I need to update that little logo up there to say live so people know that it's not a rerun. DA, thank you so much for joining the chat tonight. Really appreciate it, bro. Um, if you are not busy in a little bit when we end the stream, uh, is it, is Blade, do you get a text notification whenever I say, thank you all for tuning in to the show? Because you come in at the tail end every single broadcast, bro. And he, he gives a legit answer in the chat. He says, no, I just got home. I'm fucking with you, man. In a way, kind of. Kind of fucking with you, kind of not. It is a little ironic that like the last three weeks, it's always at the very end. I'm wrapping things up. I'm giving shout outs. I'm giving plugs. And here comes, yo. <laughs> Blame your sister. Okay, I will blame the kitty cat. Meow. Meow. I will blame the kitty cat. You suck, cat. Okay. All right. But anyway, like I was saying, uh, DA, if you are not too busy, and out Blade as well, if uh, either of you guys are not too busy, um, after I end the stream here, let's chat it up, guys. Let's chat it up, man. Yeah. All right. So for the sake of people that are listening to the archive and not watching on Twitch, I will officially wrap things up right here, right now. But for those that are listening here on the archive, remember, man, World Wrestling Radio every Thursday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. Follow on social media as well. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at ringscoops. And the official blog, ringscoops.com. Which I'm feeling a little like typing this weekend. So there might actually be a written blog this coming weekend. Wow. The writer is going to write for once. Yeah. All right. Blade, DA, Thank you all for joining us here tonight. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am that Ring Scoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool.